Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. What's up? It's your girl, Joy. I honestly don't have any real updates other than Janelle and I just planned our itinerary for Thailand. That will be during Thanksgiving break. So we have all of our stuff booked. We booked a bunch of Airbnb experiences and some stuff on Viator, which are great websites to find travel group tours so we're doing some of those and i'm not looking forward to this long flight it's going to be 14 hours to china and then another six hours to thailand so i'm just trying to think of things that i need to do on the plane um, and get all of that stuff organized before thanksgiving break so that's basically it and i'll talk to you guys next week hey everyone it's janelle checking in And this week, I'm just getting myself ready because I'm leaving to go home this weekend, and I'm going to celebrate my birthday with family. Um, I'm usually gone and traveling every birthday, so it'll be nice to actually have like a dinner, a little kickback with my family. And then later in the week, I'll get to my typical traveling self. Joy and I are going to Thailand, and I'll explain more information on that next week when I'm actually there checking in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here, and in this episode, we really want to get into food in other countries. Food is a really big part of like the culture and travel, and we both love food, but we also have like dietary restrictions and like can't eat everything. So we just really want to get into our specific diets, I guess, the best and worst places for food, dietary restrictions, like whether you have allergies or whatever, and then also food when you're studying abroad because that can be a beast in itself with like host families and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I think we should start just give a good overview of what our current diet is and like what it like. I'll give you like a history. So I've traveled as a just as a I don't even know how to start this. Okay, let me start with allergies because I feel like that's just a good like start. So I'm allergic to shellfish, which means I can eat like shrimp, crab, anything with a crustacean, crustaceanary background. I can't touch it. (laughs) Um, And so that limits me with a lot of things. 
but I do eat salmon. That's the only fish that I really eat. And then I've traveled while being just like a carnivore, like just eating any meats or whatever, minus pork. I've traveled while being vegetarian during my whole Spain study abroad, like four months abroad. I was vegetarian the whole time. I didn't eat meat. And then I've traveled being kind of like a little flexitarian where I eat like salmon and sometimes I throw in Chick-fil-A, but mainly 90% of my meals right now are vegetarian. Like I cook vegetarian meals and then sometimes like on a weekend I might have meat. So I'm calling myself a flexitarian currently. So I have experience traveling in all three arenas, but that's basically my general diet. How about you, Janelle? Yeah, I'm currently a vegetarian and I've been one since like the summer after my, after I studied abroad, honestly. And I, I pretty much just became one because like I ate so like in Spain, pork or in Salamanca at least, pork is just like a really big thing. And as a kid, <laughs> I did not eat like, I mean, I ate pork, but I didn't eat it that much. And I was literally having it like every day in Salamanca. And so at the end of that trip, I just felt so disgusting. Like I felt terrible. My stomach was always in pain. I gained so much meat. I eventually just like cut meat out of my diet and I just started to feel better. So it's only been like <laughs> two, three years. But at this point, I mean, I have traveled as a person that ate meat, that ate pretty much everything. Nothing really like I don't have any allergies or anything. So nothing, nothing like really restricts my diet at all. But I'm currently also in like a transition out of being a vegetarian, I guess. <laughs> what? I didn't like, know this. Yeah. And um, it's also, it's like kind of hard. It's harder than I thought it would be. I feel like at some points I'm like forcing myself to eat chicken. <laughs> yeah. Even though, so I don't know. I'm kind of not a vegetarian anymore, but most of the time I still choose to get a um, So, oh my God, we're both like experimenting with <laughs> chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, let's get into like our favorite and least favorite countries for food. And this could be both like vegetarian type meals or regular food. Okay. Okay. I didn't even list this in our notes, but the US, that is my favorite. <laughs> Like, just because we have everything like point blank I don't care we have like chemicals in our food blah 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 but we have everything like you gotta give us there's, that yeah it's the melting pot so I feel like there's yes. food from all different you cultures. can get whatever you want in this country because it's a melting pot there's so many different cultures blah 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 yes and we have good fast food slash chain restaurants if you're just like I want what I want or you can experiment with like little small restaurants shops etc so US is definitely <laughs> my top but I also had on here Mexico I love Mexican food and when I was in Mexico I literally was eating so much like just fresh food and it was great I think I ate vegetarian in Mexico I can't yeah I was just eating like a bunch of fresh fruits and like all that good stuff so Mexico was awesome um, like beans rice vegetables all that great stuff and then also Brazil Brazil was awesome I wasn't vegetarian when I went to Brazil thank goodness we went to so many different <laughs> places that had good fresh like fresh meats which is problematic now because they're like ruining the Amazon so they could graze cows but I did go to a Brazilian steakhouse when I was there and it was like so good like so good I can't I can't even like explain like that was the best like restaurant experience I've had I ate so much I was probably constipated after but I was <laughs> I ate so much food and then best like my host mom in the morning she would make me so much food she would make me like couscous with plantain plantains and 
and like a whole bunch of fruits cut up, like mangoes, like just like, I was like, do you have a farm in your backyard? Because she would just <laughs> had everything laid out every morning and it was perfect. But yeah, those are my top three, I'd say for. Okay. I would say, I also agree with you on the Mexico side of things with food, but also in San Diego, I feel like they have a lot of Mexican food because San Diego is like pretty much like on the basically, <laughs> basically. So there's just so much good Mexican food in San Diego that, oh, like I feel like I ate that every day this past summer. It's delicious. And then I also like went to Tijuana and I had really good there as well. So that's very top place for me. My next like favorite would be Thailand. I love, like I love Thai food. Like the, like I just, like I enjoyed that a lot, like in America. And then when I went to Thailand for the first time and had like my very first plate of Pad Thai, like I thought I was a heavy. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And like also you can get like meat and stuff in your, like in your food, but it's also really easy to just get things like veggie and just this. So that was a really cool place to be also as a vegetarian because it wasn't like you weren't like insulting anyone by just getting like the vegetarian option unlike some other places i feel like you can like insult the cook if you just say no i don't want any meat in this that sounds i like i think i struggled with pad thai until i went to this thai restaurant in new york and i got tasting my friend's pad thai and that thing was good i think i just had like the wrong places pad thai so Yeah, yeah it can be so good and then also i love like spicy things so like their spice is delicious like <laughs> i guess oh like my gosh yeah it can get really so spicy. spicy it's so much more spicy than like what things are here but i love spicy things so that was amazing. yeah another like great place to go for food is the caribbean like i've been to st martin puerto rico cuba literally all of those countries had amazing food like i like i mean like joy you've been to other places in the caribbean too i don't know i think differently no, yeah everything's but- just so great <laughs> and fresh and like the jerk chicken grills and like in Jamaica hit so hard. Yeah, I would say that's a place to be and like not be a vegetarian. The meat is amazing <laughs> in the curb. Especially when I was in Puerto Rico, it was really hard to find like in San Juan or old San Juan. It was like really hard to find vegetarian restaurants or anything like that. So I was just and that's kind of when I started my transition okay. back. It was really- yeah. So I'm just okay. I didn't know you're transitioning back. This makes me like, is it sustainable to be vegetarian and black and love flavors and food? That's my that's my thing because so I was saying I totally agree with you when you said when like you're like forcing yourself to eat meat like I got wings um one weekend I couldn't even finish them all because I started to think about it and like look at it closely and I was like Ugh. and then like yeah. um, I think you just want the sauce like you don't even want the meat that's want yeah the sauce. that's exactly what it is I love sauce <laughs> like I love buffalo sauce like I didn't want yes. like I got buffalo wings and I was like Ugh, I would love this if it just didn't have the chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Like sauce is the best part of the like whatever meat dish you're eating. There's no way like that is like I don't. But also the only thing I really eat is like chicken or seafood. I haven't had like pork or beef really since I've been transitioning back. Yeah, I yeah I still don't eat pork um beef. I don't. Th- it's gonna take me a while to get into beef because uh, one time I tried like a little bit of beef, my stomach hurt so bad. So I'm like holding off on that. But I used to like before I was vegetarian. Like I said, like I used to love steak oh my gosh i used to eat yeah. that all the time i used to eat everything okay before <laughs> yeah before freshman year okay but... so not everywhere's good not every country has good food <laughs> um i'd say my biggest disappointment was basically all of europe <laughs> 
okay basically where the where people of color are you're bound to have flavor i think that's just a rule okay of thumb. okay i could agree with that definitely but as far as yeah yeah i would say definitely out of europe my absolute least favorite is the uk and i might have talked about this before in like the last episode but that food has no season whatsoever there's no spice <laughs> i'm like y'all really? pillage the whole world for seasoning and still ain't <laughs> use it on your food like history class does that make sense now because all i learned about in class was how y'all wanted them spices looking for right. india or something and y'all still ain't use them so what was the point the hot sauce vinegar with red food dye like it's not good at all so please don't eat there the fish and chips yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I was disgusted. Something we ate, I was like, done. I was like, I'm done with London, like, right now. I think I need to go back because some people say, like, the food there is good. Like, my friend who studied abroad. So maybe we just, you know, we were eating, like, the bad experience. touristy things. But I feel like your pinnacle touristy food should be delicious. Like, if yeah. I come to your city and you say this is, like, our staple food, it should be delicious, not nest. Was it, were they saying, like, the actual, like, traditional food was good? Or was it, like, the Indian food? Or, like, did they have, like, other types um, of restaurants? I'm actually not quite sure but they just said they thought there was good because uh, like i enjoy like the little like fast food like turkish restaurants or the fast food indian restaurants like those are good but the actual like mm-hmm. traditional restaurants that serve whatever like a british meal is absolutely not yeah i yeah those are the worst I, basically anywhere there's like melanin there's there's bound to be good food because that means they're using <laughs> seasoning that means they have traditions that means they have you know <laughs> I've never been somewhere with people of color where I'm like, oh, this food is not it. Like That just has never <laughs> happened yet. And I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> and then like, okay, so certain places in Europe, like speaking of Europe, like take Italy, for example, like po- like their food is good. Like they can cook a good pasta. They can cook a good pizza, but it doesn't expand beyond that. You know what I'm saying? Like in the US, yeah. you can get a variety of things. But I feel like especially in like smaller cities in Italy, like if you go in a restaurant, there's not going to be like a huge menu like in the US when you go in like the cheesecake factory yeah. <laughs> like it's gonna be like pizza pasta like bread bruschetta like you know what i'm saying like so it's mm-hmm. much more limited in europe because the countries i feel like are more like into tourism more siloed into like what they eat like in spain like my host family literally like ate the same thing all the time and all that stuff like people ate meals at the same time like it's much more traditional in that sense that's true already um i also yeah so as far as just like best and worst i mentioned this in a previous episode but i I really enjoy being in Porto, Portugal because I went to a ton of different again, buffets. So they were awesome. They were like pretty affordable, like 10 euros for like all you can eat. And like, they were so cool. There's tons of them. If you're just in, if you're in that city, then I just search like Google them because they're really good. And I definitely would try them out because they're like really cute and there's tons of food and like the people there were like super nice. So I ate at a couple of those. So if you're there, then definitely try it out. Yeah. And so then... I guess we kind of talked about our dietary restrictions already, but I guess I'll go into mine first. Like I do have diabetes and like it doesn't really limit me from eating anything, but just like sometimes I just like don't want to overdose on carbs because that'll just ruin my day. So <laughs> so like the only time that really impacted me the most, I would say is during study abroad, just because like sometimes my host mom would make something like a pasta or something just with like a lot of carbs in it and I wouldn't want to eat all of it or I would just ask her to like make something different just because I didn't want to have high blood sugar so like those are like if you have like some type of condition or like illness or whatever like just make sure you tell like your host family like they won't be offended they'll understand like if you have diabetes or whatever that you could possibly have and 
then also just generally when I go out to eat, most of the time, like a men- like menus will normally have like multiple translations sometimes. But also if you're like, like when I was in Asia or in China, I don't think like they had like an English translation of the menu. So I just had to like really ask the waiter and try to like Google translate a lot of things while I was there or not Google translate because that didn't work. But it was like some other translating app that worked in China. Mm-hmm. But I had to just like really like do a lot to kind of figure out like what was inside of the dish I wanted to order just to make sure like I wouldn't be stressed out later. So mm-hmm. definitely look into those things. Yeah. And as far as me, I mentioned I have like a shellfish allergy. So I've only had like one experience where I had an allergic reaction. It was when I was in Brazil. So we went to a beach restaurant as a group and they basically served all the food like family style. And some people did have like shrimp or like shellfish, but I ordered dishes that didn't have it. And I'm pretty sure that when they cooked all the stuff, they got like cross-contaminated or something or they used some type of sauce that included shellfish on my food. Because like literally for the next three days, like on the bus back home, my tongue started to get tingly. And I didn't say anything to anyone because it was just like weird. <laughs> and then it was literally like my tongue was like numb for like three days. And I was taking oh. all of my allergy medicine. But then after like the symptoms went away, I checked the allergy box and like they were expired <laughs> <laughs> so was, that's why it took three days for me to like for it to go away so oh like yeah it wasn't like a severe reaction like like my throat wasn't closing up or anything my tongue just felt weird maybe I shouldn't have went to get medical attention but I'm not about that life like I will do anything before I go to a doctor um but yeah. if you have an allergy just make sure you have medicines on hand that aren't expired and take them <laughs> everywhere like you know if you're even if you're just going out like you know like that was a beach trip like why would I take like a bunch of allergy medicines but you know if you're in a new country you don't know how they're going to cook things so keep you know non-expired medicines and get medical attention Stay prepared. <laughs> Stay prepared. yeah yeah don't do what i did just like go to a doctor especially if like you know a lot of study abroad programs require you know insurance and they'll insure anything you do with like the doctors and stuff so just go to the doctor make sure you're okay and yeah i guess we can finish the episode with just like general tips about you know either just traveling or studying abroad with dietary restrictions you want to hit some of the tips yeah so i guess specifically with like host families and food make sure you have open communication with your host family and make like make sure they know what you do and do not eat because they're going to make what they want and if you act like you like it even though you don't they'll continue to make it so <laughs> yeah you'll be eating that a whole semester <laughs> exactly so just be prepared and make sure you let them know you actually don't like this or you're allergic to this or you're a vegetarian just let them know also so let your program uh, let your program know like what like your restrictions are or like what you enjoy or don't like before they place you because sometimes they could just place you in a family that only knows how to like they could place you in a family that like doesn't refuses to make vegetarians so just make sure your program knows before they place you in that house like yeah like I got placed with a host family who had hosted vegetarian people before and they wouldn't have like done that if, unless I um you know had told them beforehand yeah so that's a, definitely a really big one and then also if you really don't want to deal with like a host mom cooking for you just look and look to see if the program offers like student apartments that allows you to just mm-hmm. cook for yourself um several people have done that that were in my program they enjoyed it and then sometimes like they would just like i would invite them over to like my house and like we would just like my host mom would like cook for all of us i feel like so nice. it was yeah yeah so i met some people who like, lived in an apartment yeah i met some people who lived in an apartment and they would have like taco nights and stuff and like we'd all meet up and like just bring stuff to 
to help cook. So that was fun. And I could see how it would be beneficial just to like live in an apartment and cook. In Spain specifically, the grocery stores are so cheap. So I actually would have enjoyed like doing that. During my last like 10 days in Spain, I moved into an Airbnb and like cooked the whole time because I was just like, I'm I'm about to move out and all that stuff. So I enjoyed really cooking and that was kind of fun. Like kind of get like a local vibe, like because you're like going grocery shopping. But, <laughs> but you also get the same feel if you're with a host family because they're cooking, you know, traditional meals and all that. Yeah. Also, yeah, like I mentioned, we had, I stayed in an Airbnb with a kitchen. So if you're just vacationing and you're not like, you know, studying abroad, then Airbnbs are great because you can cook if you have like certain, if you're like gluten-free or you have like certain things, like you're vegan, like when it's like really strict and you just don't want to chance anything, then, you know, cook yourself. Um, yeah, And as Janelle also, mentioned, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's also a great way to just save money. Like you could probably go out to eat like once or twice, like a day or maybe every few days. I don't know, depending on what your preference is. But if you don't want to like blow a bunch of money going out three times a day, but it's nice to have like a accommodation set up where there's a kitchen available and you don't have to blow all of your money. Yeah. And lastly, like Janelle said, with language barriers, make sure you, you know, maybe have a translator on hand so you can translate menus. Also for me, um, I try to make sure I know like how to say like I have a shellfish allergy in the language of the place I'm going to. And I just like save it in my notes so I can like show it to a waiter or anything so they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and just making sure that I don't have an aller- allergic reaction while I'm traveling. Yep. And then also, like Joy said before, make sure you keep your medicine on hand. Uh, <laughs> like you could have allergies, diabetes, whatever. Make sure you have it with you and seek medical attention. <laughs> if something does go wrong, please don't just like blow that off if you have to. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> an <laughs> my last roommate got food poisoning when she went to Morocco. Oh, yeah. How so make that? sure you know. Yeah, <laughs> just because like doctor? if you eat like you're not supposed to eat like any like fruits or veggies that don't have like a like what what is it called like a peel like <laughs> like you know how orange uh, has like a skin <laughs> like oh, you're not yeah. supposed to eat like an apple because like you're gonna eat the skin certain oh. stuff like that because it's not as safe there so and then maybe she would like I don't know what she ate but she might have been sensitive to the water or like if you get a salad or something and it has like tomato in it that obviously doesn't have anything so yeah but she's I think she said she was just prone to getting food poisoning and since Morocco is like a riskier place to eat she got it so definitely um, if you know you have a sensitive stomach have those medicines and don't be eating trying everything don't be trying yeah. escargot like weird <laughs> stuff that your stomach's not used to yeah yeah um, oh I haven't before we close out I have a question for you so what's like the weirdest thing you've ever eaten while abroad I mean escargot is up there like snails <laughs> <laughs> that's a like I feel like you just have to wrap your head around what you're eating and then somehow just have you ever had like bugs like you know <laughs> certain countries kid, eat insects yeah. I never like did that in like another I never did that while traveling but I feel like you no know, like you're a kid like somebody buys like nasty pack <laughs> like, or something I don't know like, <laughs> no. they didn't have that they didn't have that like, I'm scared of bugs I wasn't eating none of that yeah I feel like I just had like that as a kid I never had no, yeah. I've had my weirdest things I've had frog legs I've had al- alligator oh, <laughs> oh I didn't know that was normal it was all slimy oh I oh, have ad- like alligator yeah those, I haven't really been like that crazy but I feel like those are kind of weird like I don't eat those on a regular basis all right I'm, cool. my goal is to get more adventurous oh lord 
make sure hear about have the <laughs> I'll make sure I have all of the medicines and I will record this and check it <laughs> Okay, great. I can't wait to hear it. So yeah, that's basically everything as far as having dietary restrictions and being in a new country. Um, we hope this episode was kind of, you know, like useful for anybody who's going to be eating, which is everyone. So <laughs> we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're subscribed to receive new episodes every Tuesday and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We also love to talk to you guys on social media. So share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram stories tagging at Melanin and Miles to start chatting with us.